Jazz, and I'm back with another episode of End All That Jazz Podcast. So this week, it will start heavy, but it will end lighter, which I feel like is kind of the theme that I do on my podcast episodes. I tend to start heavier, not necessarily heavy, but I tend to start with the more heavier topics, and then I end light. Um, So let's get right into it. Uh, If you have checked out any source of entertainment or news outlet or anything like that um, whether it be social media whether it be tv or anything like that um, you have probably heard about the Russian attack on Ukraine Uh, there are people asking if this is the launch of World War 3 like it is a whole lot going on now um, obviously my heart prayers Thoughts of peace, resources, all that stuff goes out to the people of Ukraine as they are being used, as they're being attacked. And big shout out to their president and first lady who are like, "Now nah, we about to ride this out like some G's. Um, and they're <laughs> staying and fighting with their people, which I think is really admirable. Um, but I don't know about you guys, but it feels like between that the other um civil unrest that's going on in the area um the pandemic because we're still in the middle of the pandemic um it feels like there's one there's one thing on top of another on top of another on top of another and I don't know about y'all but sometimes it feels hard to just breathe like it feels hard to um find joy And I find myself having to constantly fight for it, but I don't want to seem like an asshole when I'm celebrating certain things in the midst of all of this. And I swear it's like our phones can hear us at times or I follow the right people (laughs) because I came across the, uh, a couple Instagram posts that I want to kind of like give you guys an overview of, and I will link them in the, um, information for this episode, But this first one is from Giselle Allen, and she shared it back on February 24th, but it still rings true today. So um, it's four reminders for black identifying people of color when the world feels like it's burning, which I don't know about y'all, but it's been feeling like it's been burning for a few years now. So the first one that she shared is, it doesn't mean that you don't care or that you're disengaged if you don't have the capacity to hold this trauma. And that one, I, the first time I read that, I breathed the biggest sigh of relief because it's like, that's one of the things that you, you, you know, but you still want your feelings to be validated. (laughs) So it, it's nice to read that, um, and, and know that someone else is thinking that way. Cause it can be overwhelming to be, to hit, be hit with one traumatic event after another, like this past Sunday, well, I'm taping this on a filming taping, Jesus recording this on a Monday. So yesterday was the 50th anniversary of bloody Sunday. So of course there was all kinds of, um, anniversary posts on social media and there people were talking about it on the news and all stuff like that. And that was a very traumatic event. Now, of course the civil rights movement, um, have was very traumatic totally, but, um, 
hearing people recant the memories of those um that day and what all they went through during that time it felt heavy and it got to the point where I had to I had to log off like it was it was nice seeing that um our our current administration was there um and they were walking those same that same route and standing with the people who standing with people who were there because it was 50 years ago that like that I mean my parents were alive at that time they were young but they were alive so what it's not it wasn't that long ago um but me I felt kind of guilty like logging off when I came across a few posts like that uh, uh, about that anniversary um, because it was overwhelming and it wasn't that I didn't care it was just I didn't have the capacity to hold that trauma at that time so seeing um I was reminded of this post and it kind of helped me feel at ease for that or during that moment at least um the second thing she shared was take care of your nervous system first then you can truly be of service to others when you're not overwhelmed so I don't know about y'all but if you are my age and you probably are if you um are listening to this podcast because I feel like most of us I feel like my demographics are like people my age especially women my age um there was a scene in 10 things I hate about you with um Gabrielle Union and uh, Larsa I forgot her last name anyway the white girl in there um she had actually was like I know you can be underwhelmed and I know you can be overwhelmed but can you just be whelmed and <laughs> I think about that quote all the time can you just be <laughs> because at times I feel like I am but overwhelming overwhelmed overwhelming all that stuff like that um I that has been kind of like a buzzword as of late and I came across another actually this was on Twitter uh which I then found shared to Instagram which is great because I saw it on Twitter and I forgot to like bookmark it I liked it but I forgot to bookmark it but um this tweet is by Brandon Miller he goes by that guy B Mills on Twitter so he says overwhelmed seems to be the new busy but just like busyness is a choice, so is overwhelm. He says, take a step back, breathe, say no to things that don't serve you, celebrate completion without jumping to the next thing. Space and grace is the name of the game. Y'all, that tweet, short and sweet, but is a whole sermon. I cannot tell you how many times I've had to tell myself and tell friends, hey, you know what, just because you have the space for something on your plate doesn't mean you need to add something else to your plate um oftentimes we find ourselves I gotta do something I can't I can't just sit still I have to like I have to do something I have to do something and it's it's not the healthiest um we have to remember that rest is a right and not a reward I'm gonna say that one more time rest is a right not a reward and constantly adding things to our plate just to stay busy adds to our overwhelm like adds to us being overwhelmed so we got it we got to stop doing that to ourselves um so then I want to go back to Giselle's post so number three she said you don't have to be a first responder for every or any tragedy you can help when you have the space and capacity (laughs) this one kind of ties into what me and my friends started doing probably a year almost two years ago 
um, before we like, and I hate to use this phrase, but it, it works and it fits in the situation before we emotionally dump on each other. We ask, do you have the capacity right now? Whether it's the, um, the physical capacity, like, do you, are you, are you in a space where you can talk? Um, or the mental capacity, are you in a space, are you in an emotional headspace or mental headspace where you can take on this? Because oftentimes it becomes not their burden, but it become it, it weighs on them too. So, um, and it's okay. Like I have told my friends, if you don't have the space for this, that's fine. I don't think any less of you. I'm not mad at you. We can talk if you have the time and like, if you have the capacity for it. Or if you don't, if that's not something you want to do, that's fine too. That will not change our relationship. But I feel like checking in and making sure that people have the capacity to take on what you're going to dump on them is huge. And it's something that you need to do in all relationships. And then the fourth thing Giselle shared was just because you're not physically in the middle of this tragedy doesn't mean that your feelings are less than or less valid. This is impacting all of us. So that kind of ties into um, this whole Ukraine invasion by Russia um, because we are not physically, as Americans at least, right now, we are not physically in the middle of it, but we are affected by it. The world as a whole is affected by it because this is this is big. Like this is how world wars start. And when I see people make light of, Oh, well it's just, um, or they're only concerned about gas prices or they're like, Oh, this is a world away. We're not concerned or whatever like that. This doesn't affect us. It does. It, it affects us as a whole. And we have to remember that we have to be world citizens. Yes. You're a citizen of your city. Yes. You're a citizen of your state. Yes. You're a citizen of your country, of the country where you reside, the country where you were born, all this stuff like that but you are a world citizen too. And we have to be, we, we can't be selfish. We can't be selfish all the time. Um, we have to look out for our fellow man. So I said that to say this, if you have the resources to do so, please give to an organization or give directly to those who are fleeing the Ukraine for their safety whether they be Ukrainian citizens, whether they be um, African citizens, whether they be anybody who is fleeing Ukraine um, for their safety, please give to an organization or please give directly to them. What's great is that now um, there are ways for us to give directly to them, whether I've heard about people like booking Airbnbs, um, like not staying at them, but booking Airbnbs that are being hosted by Ukrainian people. I've even heard of folks making digital purchases on Etsy by sellers who live in the Ukraine. So these are all very easy ways for you to give directly to those people who are affected um, by this unfortunate attack. So yeah, thank you. Give what you can and continue to be a world citizen. Another thing I wanted to lightly, briefly, briefly talk about um, is the nomination uh, of Judge Kentaji Brown Jackson. So for those of you who don't know, she was officially nominated by President Biden uh, to sit on the Supreme Court Justice. So she has to go through the whole process after this. Um, but the fact that a black woman, the first, she's the first black woman who's ever been nominated for this role, um, it's happening, one, during my lifetime, 
And two, it actually happened right at the end of Black History Month, which was really dope. Um, and leading into Women's History Month, so which is also really dope. Um, now, of course, there have been people who have some conservative pundits who have found nothing negative to say about her. So they were like, well, let me see her LSAT scores, which is bullshit. Um, but I know she is more than capable to sit on that court and do what she needs to do. And I pray to God, this appointment happens without any issues. Okay, now here's the real reason why you guys are listening to my podcast. I feel like I always get the most engagement when it comes to like the pop culture aspect of the podcast episodes. And I'm not mad at that. Uh, Folks like to hear what I'm watching. They like to hear my opinions on it. And I'm not afraid to share them. So, um, let's talk about a few things that I'm watching now. Um, first things first, Euphoria season two has ended and this season was rough. You want, I know I talked about things being overwhelming and being overwhelmed at the beginning of this episode that this season, season two was very much overwhelming. Um, if this cast does not get nominated for any awards, the, those nomination boards have lost their mind. Um, Zendaya deserves all the things her the woman who plays her mother deserves all the things um it was just it was a lot Maude Apatow does I had not seen her character as a main character prior to the season and honestly prior to the last part of the season and she did the damn thing like really really good um, Angus did a phenomenal job as Fezco. Um, yeah, this is, it's been a really good season. So that was a show that I could not watch at night because it was too overwhelming. I couldn't watch it Sunday nights. It was too overwhelming for me to watch like leading into the start of my week. It was just too much. Um, but it was very good. If you haven't watched it, that's not a show that I would watch with children, but definitely recommend watching it. Um, I also started watching... The Dropout, which is about Theranos and Elizabeth Holmes scamming ass. Um, now, I'm not saying that she wasn't brilliant because I feel I feel like she was. I feel like, um, especially with the background that I've seen on the show, the documentary on HBO, and then the 2020 special, um, it's not that like she wasn't smart. She was very smart. I feel like her aspirations were too high, and she was scamming folks. But this series on Hulu really good Amanda Seyfried is doing a great job so far I think they've dropped three episodes so far um if you like the tinder swindler if you liked um if you want to know more if you like Firefest, if uh the Boeing documentary like if you want to find out if you like stuff like that you'll like this documentary and it's really good um I'm still watching Gilded Age I watched Genius the Kanye West documentary on Netflix and one I'm really happy that they dropped it in three parts because each one was like an hour and a half long so happy they dropped it like a week apart from each other uh so I was able to watch it and digest each episode like as a standalone piece um it opened up my eyes on a lot with Kanye um, we've been saying for, I say we, like 
I know black people are not a monolith. I feel like I say this every episode, but we as black people, as black Americans have been saying for a while that, um, we think that Kanye is battling a mental illness. I feel like he's also said that, uh, and I'm very happy that mental health and mental wellness is something that is becoming more acceptable to talk about publicly now. Um, but we saw that a lot in this documentary. First of all, shout out to Cootie. The, this man was filming Kanye and his crew for well over two decades um, and got some phenomenal footage, got some great footage of uh, Dr. Donda West, got some great footage of um, Kanye's genius in the studio. And I mean, he is, I cannot, I've never doubted his mu- the fact that he's a musical genius. Kanye can hear stuff the way not too many people can. Um, when I think of phenomenal producers, uh, I think of him, I think of Pharrell, I think of Rick Rubin, I think of um, Timbaland, like these guys are, I think of Missy, like these are the kind of producers who are like, I mean, they're geniuses, they just are. They just are, they are, they shake the culture, um, they influence genres, like multiple genres. And Kanye was that dude, Kanye is that dude. But Kanye is also very much human and this documentary allowed us to see that and it allowed us to not just see him but see those around him. So we got to see Cootie, we got to see his mom, we got to see like him interacting with his father. Um, and yeah, it's, I as someone who was a fan of the old Kanye's music, um, yeah, so like I listened to his music faithfully from college dropout to probably watch The Throne. Like my beautiful dark and twisted fantasy was one of my favorite albums by him. 808s and heartbreak got me through a very hard time. Like that got, that album got me through my mom's death. Um, and yeah, as someone who was a fan of his music back then, I appreciated the documentary. Um, by no means does this give him any kind of pass on the abuse that he's like doing now to his family. Um, and but. I appreciate seeing, I appreciate getting the opportunity to look behind the, like behind the curtain and see the Wizard of Oz, if that makes sense. Um, Yeah. So if you want to watch it, watch it. If you don't, don't. That's, I mean, that's one of those, I'm not going to be like, everybody should watch it. That's, I'm not saying that. But if you want to get a look behind the curtain and see the Wizard of Oz um, and see it from a point of view of like Cootie's not an outsider but he's not like a best friend but seeing it seeing it from an um, in my opinion an unbiased third party do that watch the documentary and finally the last thing I'm watching is Super Pumped which is um the mini series on Uber so it's on um TZ and how he got his start with Uber. And I think we are two episodes in now. Um, as a person who exclusively ride shares, me, I exclusively ride share. 
uh, this is very interesting to watch to me. Like I, it didn't, I've been using Uber probably since 2012. And then I started using it exclusively a few years back or like ride sharing exclusively a few years back. I use Uber and Lyft. Um, seeing the startup, like seeing it start up, whew, it's good. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt is one of those actors who throws himself into his roles headfirst and he embodies these people. So to see him play a character or to see him play a, an actual person is always nice. And he's playing an actual person in this. So um, I look forward to seeing what all they do with this season. There are a lot of familiar faces in this show. Um, Kyle Chandler's in it. Uma Thurman's in it. Um, a lot of a lot of familiar faces in the show. So I'm looking forward to see what they do with this season. And if you have ever, ever ridden an Uber, ever ridden a Lyft or, what, or anything, any kind of ride share, I highly recommend checking this show out. Um, yeah, I guess that wraps up this week. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy your week. If you have any suggestions of shows that I should watch, drop them in the comments, send me a DM and I'll check you guys out next time. Bye.